Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Receivable Savvy podcast. I'm Ernie Martin, founder and managing director of Receivable Savvy, where we provide research and best practice to help master the order to cash process. Today, we're speaking with Emmanuel Thierrier, co-founder and chief operating officer with Amalto Technologies. And what we'll cover today is how do suppliers tackle those key challenges that we talked about in our first episode with Emmanuel, as well as you know, what should suppliers do when considering doing business in the cloud? So hi, Emmanuel, and thanks for joining us again on the Receivable Savvy podcast. Hi, Ernie. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And so when we um, first had our discussion in our previous episode, uh, we touched on those three challenges that uh, suppliers face um, when managing their operation, when trying to streamline AR and interacting with their clients. And so we touched on um, we touched on diversity of solutions around AP portals, et cetera. We talked about we talked about lack of visibility, and we talked about um, having suppliers have enough diversity of resources. Uh, so they can make sure that when they're connecting to their customers in various formats, they've got the expertise and the resources to make that happen. And so continuing on that theme, um, so suppliers knowing that they've got to tackle these things, especially if they want to get new clients, build their clientele, generate more revenue, what, what typically do you see keep supplier organizations from tackling those challenges? Is it because... It seems too daunting. It's because they don't have enough resources. Uh, how do you see it from your perspective? Well, first, I mean, we what we see that sometimes uh, suppliers do not realize how big their problem is. You know, they um, in some cases they have you no know, just a partial idea or, or no idea of you know how much time and money they actually spend uh, and and all the savings they they you know they could generate by moving to AR automation, you know, like, so from a productivity standpoint, yes, order reduction, you do faster processing, you know, less errors, increased visibility. So, you know, first, first thing is for suppliers to realize, you know, how big those challenges are. And and then, uh, you know, when they realize it, um, they may not know about everything that AR automation could do for them. Like, you know, they, they may have, they may not be aware that uh, solutions out, out there that could make their life so much easier and make them save a lot of money. Um, and the kind of, you know, the, the third reason why, you know, sometimes <laughs> no suppliers, you know, are not tackling those challenges is they may have other priorities or higher up in their agenda or the agenda of the C-level or C-suit uh, you know, kind of people, like, you know, European migrations and things like that. But, you know, that's also part of what we do is we you know, kind of open eyes on, you know, uh, all the benefits and all the savings that AR automation can do in, in many cases when we start discussing with CFOs and controllers and, and, and all those kind of people, you know, part of what we do is help them uh, calculate, you know, the, the return on investment and how much savings they would get, uh, you know, from having less people dealing with manual entries, you know, um, Processing invoices faster, so you know, getting the money in the bank faster as well. Uh, also, less disputes and so on. So yeah, there are 
variety of reasons why you know companies that go towards the path of AR automation save money and um, and, and and they the benefits is huge and usually you know that's, I mean the money they get from it and the money they save does not even compare to you know how much it costs to set it set up or run a, a solution like ours so it's, it's 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 very it's great but quite often they have no no id um then you know when when they realize that they have these challenges and you know they they um what can they do to address it um well ideally uh it's, it's clear for, for us uh they should rely on, on the provider that will bring a technical solution that can you know, streamline the processes, combining all the features you know, that, that can make B2B exchanges, B2B transactions easy. Uh, a provider that would bring expertise with AR processes and automation, a provider that bring expertise with, you know, connecting trading partners and all the various networks. Uh, since, you know, when when you've done it many, many times, you go so much faster and then you, you just, you know, very uh, far down the learning curve where whether you know whereas if you if it's the first time you want to connect to say your riba or whoever else probably going to take you quite a quite some time and and last you know i also believe that they should rely on the fully managed service provider that will not only you know set up the solution but also operate it run it uh, so that the impact on internal resources is as minimal as possible so uh, now, you know, not all um, companies, you know, do it that way. So there are actually, you know, various uh, ways to 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 do that, and that's you know part of you know where we need to educate and also help our clients or prospects with. You know, they if once you've realized that you have a, an, an AR automation process, you know, once you've realized that you have all those challenges and that you're you know, somehow uh, wasting money. Um, there are various ways that you can try addressing the, the issue. Right. Uh, one could be, you know, uh, buying or renting a middleware solution on-premise or cloud, and, and then, you know, hiring uh, consultants or, you know, hiring someone uh, to set the solution up and operate it. That's, you know, kind of uh, the uh, historical way of doing it, I would say. <laughs> um, okay. You can also, can, you know, rely on a provider that can provide basic services around transformation and connectivity uh, or alternatively you can rely on a fully managed uh, solution provider like like a moto that will handle every step uh, from the setup and uh, you know when i mean setup there may be potentially complex implementations that could involve workflows you know for approval completion workflows from your clerks enrichment from you know tables or enrichment you know using uh transactions that were previously processed like you know incoming POs and so on or specific logic you know all those kind of enrichments that that, that you may need in your uh, AI automation process and uh so but not just setup but also go live you know once 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 you've set it up you, you want that your provider to help you go live and then once you're live uh, help you with the day-to-day -day, uh, operations monitoring support so yeah it, it may be difficult for organizations to you know decide which way they want to go once they've realized they have those challenges and they need to address them uh, but also you know so part of uh, what we discuss with our prospects is you know kind of comparing the various 
possibilities they have, the various options they have, um, and, and making sure they understand the pros and cons of each solution. And you know, uh, obviously, you know, kind of <laughs> trying to, to pitch and, and, and show them the benefits of a, a fully managed approach where, you know, their responsibilities and their the need for internal resources and competencies is as reduced as possible and, and they rely on experts, uh, right. i.e. us, to do it. Right, right. And you, you touched on something that I think is, is fascinating in this space. Um, and that is, you know, and you probably run into this yourself, that supplier organizations, a lot of them don't know what they don't know. So, uh, and so then you're faced with sort of a chicken and egg um, challenge where some suppliers, some supplier organizations, whether they be mid-sized companies or, or large organizations, may believe that we've streamlined everything we can. We're running at peak efficiency, um, but still they may look at their DSO. They may look at um, the, the man hours or the person hours devoted to creating and submitting an invoice and then tracking that invoice, doing collections, and then the cost around a cash application. Um, once they do those things, they realize, well, our costs are still very high. And so unless they do that, um, they, they sometimes don't come to that conclusion that there is a problem. And, and, and does Amalto see that on occasion where uh, an organization may say, oh, we're, we're completely fine and streamlined, but they've got high TSO and they've got high costs. Is, is that something you guys run into on occasion? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And uh, sometimes, you know, they, they may tell us, well, uh, yeah, I mean, we we handle, you know, electric invoices and so on. Okay, how do you do that? Well, I have people entering, you know, you know, in <laughs> right. data into into portals. That's that's electronic. I mean, I don't do paper anymore. Okay, well, I mean, maybe you've, you've, you know, you got rid of all the costs that are related to, you know, uh, printing and folding and stamping invoices. You know, if you have someone that spends uh, 10 minutes and entering an invoice on the portal, it, it probably costs you even more. <laughs> so right. it's, it's it's not it's not fully automated. And uh, yeah, so we ran into those, those situations where people actually don't, don't have a clear idea of how broken or how inefficient their processes are. So that's also part of, of, of you know, what we, Helps them figure out, uh, but I mean, in, in many cases, you know, they they, they know or at least you know, the, the CFO knows, you know, how big their DSO is, and 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 they figure out very easily, you know, if they could save just a couple of days, you know, and sometimes that's just even that, you know, it ma makes so much money, you know, or makes so much difference in terms of you know how much money is in the bank at the end, but you know, right. when you do manual entries. That's something that obviously people don't want to do every day. So you know, they, your invoices when they're ready, they may be printed and they they may end up on the desk of someone that will just like do that once once a week. Like you know, okay, that's going to be my Friday task. You know, entering invoices on the portals. Right, but then right. it, it it may mean that you've 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 wasted a few days. You know, before you actually submit your invoice. And so if if you're fully automated, as soon as the invoice is ready in your ERP. It's gone, and it's it's in, in your client systems now. If you rely on someone to enter those invoices, it may be a few days before they're entered. Uh, it may be even longer before they're entered correctly, and it may be even longer if the, the person is is out for the vacation. So, right. and 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 when you're when you're a large company, you know, dealing with 
millions of dollars of in, in, in sales or uh, a couple of days of uh, DSO uh, means uh, may easily means millions. Yeah, ab absolutely. And so that, that always reminds me of, um, you know, the, 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 the notion that we hear from s supplier organizations because we do quite a bit of research um, where suppliers may say they use electronic invoicing, but they're simply submitting a PDF via email um, and with no, with no scanning or, or um, electronic intervention on, this, on the customer side. The customer still has to print it out, et cetera, but they still see it as electronic invoicing. So sometimes that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a misnomer to some degree, and it's a, it's a matter of defining what certain things are. But you know, in talking about sort of what comes first, the chicken or the egg, suppliers realizing that they've got a problem, you know, we, we touched on a little bit here and in our previous conversation about um, a cloud, so to speak. So, so, let, so let's dovetail into the cloud a little bit. And from your perspective, tell us sort of what, what, your, what your thinking is and what your perspective is around doing business in the cloud and how can suppliers eventually leverage cloud solutions to streamline and improve their operation? Well, um, very good question. I mean, the cloud is, is great in many dimensions. You know, it, it makes it so much easier for a company. You know, they have nothing to install, no sysadmin competency required, no upgrades, you know, to take care of, no maintenance to be performed, you know, no cost related to hosting. And there are so many advantages to, you know, to relying on cloud solutions for, for a company that it's really great. Um, in the past, uh, you know, we were, challenged um, regarding security um, it's, I mean to be frank it's, it's those questions are uh, a bit outdated and obsolete now I mean we have less and less of them uh, but you know still in case we have some um, we have few answers to that first uh, we operate private cloud meaning that we have dedicated solutions for each of our clients so with it not like multi-tenant solutions you know so each client they have their own solution usually two environments one for tests one for production their own database their own application you know uh, solution so everything is is really you know theirs uh, plus in you know, the manual, we, we have in the manual let me ask you this uh, you, you mentioned that in the past there were there may have been issues with security in the cloud you're referring to just the space in general or the industry as a whole is, is that what no, I, I didn't say there were I did I, no I didn't say there were issues I, I think there were suspicion <laughs> it was oh, suspicion it's more like the, the the prospects were you know like wondering okay how does it compare to having you know me having my solution behind my firewall you know is it safe and so on so those kind of questions we we, we had them like you know probably five six years ago when at the beginning of the cloud but now you know I guess people are familiar with you know, uh, Dropbox and various cloud-based services, you know, Salesforce, um, and, and very large organizations that rely on, on those cloud providers. And, and, and as far as we're, we're concerned, we've been audited, uh, you know, security audits, very strict ones by uh, companies like Chevron, or mm -hmm. you know, Thales. Uh, Thales, they are a defense contractor. Uh, they you know they work for companies in the aerospace, uh, transportation, security markets. So they are very strong on on security measures and, and audits. And uh, and all those audits were uh, were very 
successful for us because they didn't find anything that we could we could or should change. So it's it's really not a question we have anymore today. Uh, I guess first because people trust the cloud more than they used to, then because we are private cloud, and also because when they see the logos we we have, um, I, I think they they probably say okay. I mean if 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 Chevron and and GE and you know all those companies rely on the motto and then are you know kind of uh, uh, at peace with with security there uh, then i can probably you know also uh, be confident in, in what what they provide uh, yeah that that's i guess that's where we are with the cloud today and it's um, I, I think it's really highly beneficial for our clients that you know they don't have to worry with anything. I mean, if I recall the very early days of the model when we were not cloud, you know, all kinds they had to set up a, a server on their end, usually two of them, one for test, one for production, and, you know, give us access and manage, you know, upgrade. And so it, it was much more complex for, for them. Uh, so more cost for uh, time spent, more maintenance, and it was also more, uh, more I mean, with more constraints on our end, that's really because we we needed to, you know, go there and, and and install remotely on their system, which may be very diverse from one client to another. So I, it's a really win-win situation for for both uh, our clients and us that that we're operating in the cloud. Right, right, exactly, exactly. And you and you mentioned a couple of things in terms of Salesforce uh, and and some other solutions that are quote unquote in the cloud, and it's become very ubiquitous uh, these days to where you know no one really thinks about security because you, wherever there's a cloud solution there's still a physical server somewhere that is is highly secure um, but it just simply allows for access from um, multiple users and multiple clients um, but security has gotten better. I mean, even at Receivable Savvy, we look at our, our, our own security very, and we take it very seriously. Um, but, you know, it's becoming more and more ubiquitous. And so with the, with the Amalto e-business cloud, you're, you're, you're able to funnel, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, you're able to, to set up your clients on the e-business cloud, have them streamline their processes, have them work through that primary conduit to handle a multitude of, of different tasks and different other solutions that are connected to the e-business cloud. And so once your clients are set up, um, what is typically their response um, that you see? Well, no, I, I mean, they, some of the prospects were skeptical some some time ago, some, a few years ago, but they are not skeptical anymore. I guess you know if they were skeptical, they would not choose us, but it's it's not the case anymore. So, uh, you know, I think they're you know, whenever they sign with us, they're convinced that uh, their data is going to be secure. That you know we know what we're doing. Um, all the private cloud solutions we set up, you know, they are IP filtered. Um, there is a a you know very we have a high standards in terms of security. Their um, systems are redundant. The data, you know, is, is kind of replicated in three different places. So it's, it's, it's you know, top, top class, I would say, uh, cloud solutions. And uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the prospects are are very at ease before they sign. You know, and the, the, they they don't have to use a solution to be. Uh, at ease with it and, and, and comfortable. 
Okay, good, good. Well, Emmanuel, thank you again for for joining us. We've we've come at the we've come to the end of our time, and we want to thank you again for carving time out of your busy schedule to join us. And thank you again. I think what you've provided to our audience has been very helpful, and uh, we'll have to have you back again uh, sometime if if you're open to that. Well, it was pleasure. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on the Receivable Savvy podcast. And we will see you again soon next time. Take care.